Welcome in, everyone, to an emergency edition of the Great Shot Podcast. My name is Alex Gruskin, and boy, do we have an emergency on our hands. This 2020 U.S. Open has delivered us plenty of drama, but no more so than right now. Novak Djokovic eliminated from the tournament via a default after he hits a ball at the back tarp. That ball strikes a line judge. It is a moment with very few equivalents in tennis history, and joining me to give his initial reaction to this outcome. You, of course, know him as our Crack Rackets Do Everything, former Denison men's tennis great, undefeated Missouri high school tennis coach, James Foster McDonald. Jamie, wow. Yeah, wow indeed. Um, Hey, this is the reason we do these emergency pods, right? But uh, you caught me at a time I was driving. I got texts from like three, four different people before I even got a chance to see any of this happen. So um, really weird how this plays out. And as you mentioned, just such a rare occurrence, especially at a slam. But Here we are now, number one seed Novak Djokovic out of the tournament. I was recording a week one recap with... I was recording a week one recap with Matt Stokowiak, Jamie, and we had just gone on this huge tirade about it's Novak Djokovic to lose, and it doesn't really matter how good all of the next-gen guys have looked because what Djokovic just did to Struff, none of the next-gen guys are capable of. And then, of course, he goes out on court for his fourth-round match against Pablo Carreno Busta, and it feels worth noting— Djokovic, 5-all, love 30, takes a tumble, and he hurts his left shoulder. There's an injury timeout. You can see he's clearly frustrated by the moment, of course, trailing Carreno Busta in that moment as well. He comes back, loses the next two points, gets broken for a 6-5 deficit, and is frustrated by that. And you can see on the screen Westoff playing that now. Djokovic, after getting broken in lieu of just leaving the balls there, hits a ball at the back tarp, and it strikes one of the lines people to directly in the neck and just Jamie I mean I will read the rule to you all momentarily but your initial thought after seeing that clip yeah I mean so the first thing for me is it wasn't malicious right obviously he's frustrated at how things have gone down you set the scene right Um, and and of, of course he's just annoyed right because of all the things you mentioned this is his to win you know he should be in his mind convincingly and clearly going through this um now Listen, from what we've seen from Djokovic and all the time, do I think he could have broken back and, and gotten that set under control? Absolutely. Even if he lost the set, could he have won the match? Absolutely. But here we are. He takes his frustration out on a ball. And, and I think it is worth noting, you know, he didn't hit this thing Mach 5, right? Um, it, it wasn't that hard of a ball. But nonetheless, he hits it back, hits a line judge. And, you know, as we know, can't do that. Absolutely not, and we have on screen for you now the rule. I'm going to read the most uh, pertinent sections of this rule. Players Players shall at all times conduct themselves in a sportsmanlike manner and give due regard to the authority of officials and the rights of opponents, spectators, and others. In addition, if such violation occurs during a match, the player shall be penalized in accordance with the point penalty schedule here and forth set after in circumstances that are flagrant and particularly injurious to the success of a tournament or are singularly egregious. A single violation of this section shall also constitute the major offense of aggravated behavior and shall be subject to the additional penalties here and after set forth. For the purposes of this rule, unsportsmanlike conduct is defined as any misconduct by a player that is clearly abusive or detrimental to the sport. In addition, unsportsmanlike conduct shall include, but not limited to, the giving, making, issuing, authorizing, or endorsing of any public statement having or designed to have an effect prejudicial or detrimental to the best 
interests of the tournament and or the officiating thereof. You also look specifically as at default, and in this case, Djokovic defaulted for unsportsmanlike conduct. The referee, in consultation with the Grand Slam Chief of Supervisors, may declare a default for either a single violation of this code a code or pursuant to the point penalty schedule set out above. In all cases of default, the decision of the referee in consultation with the Grand Slam Chief of Supervisors shall be final and unappealable. And we saw that happen after this, Jamie. We saw, uh, you know, the Grand Slam supervisors, we saw the referees come down, have a discussion, talk about it with Novak Djokovic as well. And as you mentioned, even if the intent wasn't malicious, and anyone who says Novak Djokovic did this on purpose, you're lying to yourself. But it's also quite clear that he did this. It struck the official, and you read in the rule, any conduct detrimental to the match, harmful to the match, that's what this was. This is clear-cut to me. Curious, you know, intent not written into this rule. I guess I wonder, should it be moving forward? But this is a pretty clear-cut violation of the rule, pretty clear-cut default in my mind. Yeah, I mean, look, when you when you look at how it's written, yes, he violated that, and so you understand why that decision was made. Now, Again, unfortunate because, in my mind, this wasn't that malicious. There have been way more aggressive outbursts on court. Um, it just, unfortunately, didn't. those didn't result in uh, hitting a lines person like this one did, right? I mean, how many times have we seen someone smash rackets where it's not endangering someone else at that time, but that is way more aggressive, and I would argue, unsportsmanlike. But given what happened, I mean, yeah, you understand why the default happens here. Yeah. Look, it qualifies for two things. It was particularly injurious. I mean, we saw a chair umpire have to be helped off the court, and it was singularly egregious. I mean, there's just no excuse for that. Novak Djokovic, you've been down a break so many times in your career, and yeah, you're frustrated, but there's just no room for that. And I mean, again, this is pretty clear-cut. Is intent part of the rule right now? No. Should it be? Maybe. But it's just shocking to see this happen, Jamie. And you think about equivalents in tennis's past. Dennis Shapovalov at the Davis Cup smash. Smacking that ball, hitting the line judge in the face, immediate uh, defaulting. David Nelbandian smashing his rackets against a chair umpire's little section. Uh, that chair umpire was hit by the debris, I suppose, hit in the in the aftermath of Nelbandian doing this. He gets defaulted, and it's happened to Henman and McEnroe in the past. I don't remember those, but this seems pretty clear cut, as shocking as it might be, despite the fact there was no ill content, uh, intent. Yeah, and, and that's the unfortunate part is, again, you understand the decision why, but really unfortunate that it you know, it comes down this way and impacts the draw as aggressively as it does. Because as I mentioned before, again, with Shapovalov, you understand, I don't think when he did that at the Davis Cup, you know, many years ago, that he wasn't trying to be malicious there. But what he did, I mean, he absolutely cannoned that ball um, at the chair up. The Djokovic hit this way, way softer and unfortunately still strikes a line person. So again, you understand why U.S. Open and the USDA has to make this decision on court. But again, unfortunate. Again, I want to address your point about intent. I think maybe it is, I think maybe it's possible that we address putting intent in the rules i know that you know that makes it much more subjective right because then you're trying to deal with okay what did this person what did he or she mean when this happened but in a case like this for example if ill intent um is a qualification for this to have to happen a characteristic of it i think it would get written off because to me when i watched this there was no ill intent there other than frustration with himself um, you see it in his immediate reaction and, and everything else so unfortunate to say the least but again you understand why the decision is made and at this point here we are 
Yeah, here's the thing. It's unacceptable. So do you want to have any place in the rules to tolerate that? No. Now, of course, it was an extreme circumstance. That was not what Novik Djokovic was intending to do. Nevertheless, you can't allow that conduct on the court. And the USTA released a statement in the aftermath, quote, in accordance with the Grand Slam rulebook following his actions of intentionally hitting a ball dangerously or recklessly within the court or hitting a ball with negligent disregard of the consequences, the U.S. Open tournament referee defaulted Novak Djokovic from the 2020. U.S. Open. Because he was defaulted, he will lose all ranking points earned at the Open and will be fined the prize money won at the tournament in addition to any or all fines levied with respect to the offending incident. Now, we don't have to get into the fines right now. We don't have to get into the penalties. We will talk about that at length when we do have this discussion on our mini break podcast, which all of you listeners can find by listening to the mini break wherever you listen to your podcast. But quickly, you look at the draw implications now. First time since I believe the 2004 French Open, that there's no Federer, no Nadal, no Djokovic in the semifinals. Your thoughts, Jamie, on how this impacts the men's singles draw? Well, look, I mean, it completely flips it on its head, right? I mean, Djokovic was the favorite, considered basically by everybody, not you know, not limited to just us. You mentioned it um, when you were talking with Matt Stokowiak, this is Djokovic's to lose, and, and unfortunately, now he truly has lost this. So, really weird to see where this is going to go from here. It, uh, it might make my pick of Gofen to the semis uh, a little bit more realistic. So I guess I'm happy for that. But regardless, this is going to be a really weird one. And hey, we're going to see somebody new win the U.S. Open. So um, I guess in that in that sense, I'm sure you're very excited to see that given the number of next geners we have in there. Statistically, you know, it's probable that it will be a next gen guy. I know you've got some that you're rooting for. So it's going to be a weird one. Absolutely. Um, when people talk about U.S. Open 2020, you know, this is certainly going to be a huge storyline, right? I know you and I recorded this morning talking about, oh, what are the storylines going to be after the U.S. Open? I, I think it's fair to say that this is going to be a huge one now. <laughs> No, I agree with you, and we will save the asterisk conversation for the podcast. Certainly, again, a lot of these next-gen guys going to have opportunities to make a name for themselves here, and for the first time since the 2014 U.S. Open, as you mentioned, Jamie, we're going to have a new Grand Slam champion, and that is something, of course, a silver lining here given how this all happened, but something we can all look forward to to these next two weeks. Again, you want to hear the full breakdown of the situation, the full impact on the draw. Listen to our mini-break podcast where we're talk about this and everything else that happened on day seven. But for now, uh, Jamie, thank you for joining me on such short notice. Shout out to you, super producer Daniel Westoff, fourth video of the day for him. And as always, we thank you, the listener, for joining us, and we hope you you enjoy the rest of this wacky 2020 U.S. Open.